I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They're still doing racing out there. The weather is cool, but it's perfect for drag racing. Get out there. And, of course, we'd like to thank them for their hospitality last week. Just a lot of fun at their Time Machine Nationals. And, of course, uh... Thanks to everybody involved that brought the 1996 Packers back there. A lot of fun. Uh, great seeing those guys. Leroy Butler, Santana Dotson, the Gravedigger. Gilbert Brown was out there. Chris Jackie. Let's see if I can remember everybody here. Let's see. Uh, Butler. Uh, Frankie Bag of Donuts Winters is out there. So uh, just a good time. Uh, fans were really digging it. And, of course, the cars, too, were really, really cool. And the weather was, like, perfect, too. So. This is a lot of fun. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda. I'd like to thank David for coming on the show earlier today. And uh, congratulations once again. 30 years of David Hobbs Honda in the Milwaukee metro area. And, of course, their up- upcoming expansion. Of course, Tony uh, was out there before the expansion, picked up a Honda Civic. How's your Honda Civic yeah, it's doing? it's good. I actually just been getting the email saying, hey, you're due for your first checkup, uh, your first, uh, first service. Is it, what, so, 5000 is it? Do, uh, do they do them at? Yeah, it's about that. It's a 5500 yeah. I'm right in the middle of that. So. Right. It used to be you know 3000 and then that, but now- It keeps they, going up. Yeah, it keeps going up because the, well, the, the oil is so Quali- much better. Oil's better. Quality's up. If, if, you're, if yeah. you're getting your oil changed at 3000 yes. miles, you're wasting money. That's just, this yeah. is that's my this is my public message to people out there. You can go five thousand, no problem easy, with today's easy. oils. I mean, yep. and you just when you go on the dash and go through everything, you mm-hmm. can check your oil percentage, you know, right through. So you just yep. you know you don't have to risk it at any point. You're just right on top of it. So they got you taken care of. So. Of course, Tony Dezino, NBCSports.com. He's our IndyCar insider, and he's been following the circuit. You're a gateway, and just real quick on that, I mean. Uh, somebody who, of course, worked at the Milwaukee Mile, I'm really jealous of what's going on there. But it also gives me hope because Gateway was a dead track, and it really had no hope. But uh, they've really—I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been—I know I've been uh, sound like a repeat over and over, but they really have done it the right way at Gateway, haven't they? It was a pleasant surprise, probably the most pleasant surprise of the year. Um, and that's not to say there aren't things that can't be tweaked, you know, parking sure. a little better, or just ingress, egress, directions, concessions. But from fans starting to file in at 1 o'clock for a pro Mazda qualifying session for right. nine cars, you know, and, and, and people heeded the warnings, the... They had three things that were working. The first was a, a, an owner, and a, uh, Curtis Francois, who was determined to put whatever investment needed to get put in the track. They mm-hmm. repaved it after a test, and the guys were like, hey, cut, we're cutting tires. The track service is brutal. So they repaved it, and they did. Um, the second is a title sponsor. Bomberito Auto Group basically blitzed the area to where, unless you were living under a rock, you had an idea the event was going on. The third thing then was that collaboration with IndyCar where they put everything in downtown. Um, You're right in the heart of the city and there was just all these events during the week. There was this fan fest, you know, and it's not things that Milwaukee hasn't tried before. I mean, they have. Michael Andretti pretty much threw the kitchen sink at it when he was Mm -hmm. here the last time. But, you know, an ABC supply 
isn't exactly a direct-to-consumer type sponsor, right. if that makes sense. Whereas Bomberito Auto Group is something where, okay, we can go out and buy something. We can see tickets here. You know, it's like something like that. Th those were all ingredients. Granted, the race itself almost kind of didn't live up to the expectations because right. it was a brutal start. And, um, and Speaking of that start, now, there is a rumor that – uh, some people thought initially that maybe it was just because of the lateness of the hour and that, that it might have been a little bit of dew on the track. And then there's another s source saying that it might have been from the fireworks. What Did they ever say what was the problem with that? There was never a formal uh, review, formal statement of what caused it. It was kind of a, you know, I talked to some drivers and teams that said that blamed fireworks. More guys blamed the prior Cooper tire rubber. But I think the combo, the thing was, it's such a fresh surface that mm -hmm. it's just super slick regardless. You know, and anything that gets on there, whether it's right. whether it's dust, whether it's rubber, whatever, is going to just mess it up. And, you know, quite frankly, I think why, I think part of the reason the Watkins Glen race, which was last week, uh, saw guys start on wet tires was because they didn't want to risk another goofy start where more carnage sure. happens. I mean, you know, it's like you had Ed Carpenter flying over Will Powers' car at Gateway like Transformers, mm -hmm. and it just didn't it didn't look right. But, you know, Will's lucky that nothing came out of it. Um, but outside of that, you know, I thought Gateway did a pretty good job, and, and uh, I thought Watkins Glen did a pretty good job. It's been, an inter it's been a very interesting two weeks. Uh, for the IndyCar Series, heading to the Sonoma finale next week. Right, and Watkins Glen, I think, culminated uh, uh, something that I've been waiting for, and that's basically, you know, uh, Alexander Rossi winning in the way he did because uh, you and I have been following him. You know, he was the great F1 hope, so to speak, and and he got into F1. He, he got in with a team that unfortunately ran into some money problems, and it probably st still should be an F1, but the current situation with Formula One with, with 10 teams, it's it's really tough. And and for him to be bouncing around, yeah, you know, I, I think there's nothing wrong with an American driver bouncing around at the rear of the field, kind of getting the experience and maybe a chance to move up to a B team and maybe later, who knows what. However, in this situation, I think I would have done the same thing you know, with, with the opportunities that presented him, it, you know, themselves and with, with him really solidifying him with the Andretti Autosport. I mean, sure. Indy was fantastic last year, what they were able to do him and Brian Herta, fantastic. But I think this, this, I mean, the Watkins Glen weekend, the kid has talent. He didn't sure. He won Indy by luck and, and he really was impressive on the oval, but this is, this is the Alexander Rossi we've been waiting for, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's been really great about him this year is he's had so many more complete weekends where mm -hmm. they're qualifying fifth or sixth or they're qualifying second or third. And it's like here he pulls a pull out against Scott Dixon right at the end. So he's, he's on pull. He leads the most laps has a fuel issue similar to like he did at the 500 where um, the fuel probe needed to get changed. Then he goes a lap, you know, almost loses a lap down where with an ill-time pit stop because he couldn't get the car filled they get a lucky caution in the form of his teammate Takuma Sato spinning out we thought it was an engine issue but it wasn't um he the thing is he appreciates being an IndyCar so much more now than he did last year it's not even close and and he it's funny he and I kind of you know agreed to disagree about his introduction into IndyCar but what has been obvious this year is his his understanding of where he fits in the sport, his understanding within the team that he drives with, and oh, his. Can you, can you expand on that? What do you mean by that? 
where he fit it, where he, how he initially came in. You mean? Or? I don't think he. I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into when he when he came over here. He still was very much in that F one European sheltered guarded mindset. Where right. I, that I agree with. For those who who may not be aware, he's been pretty much living in Europe since he when was been what, in Europe, sixteen, seven, eight years. Yeah. I think at least he even and, had that that hybrid American European accent. Right, and now. He is embracing that American like so much more. Like he's embracing the team. His social presence has been a lot more open. Um, it's been it's been probably one of the most refreshing things of of the year is to see how much he appreciates where he's at. He's really high on life. He's he's happy that he didn't have to change teams. Uh, granted, he had to look elsewhere because of his Honda ties, but. Um, he was careful. He hadn't re-signed initially, and you know he did just prior to the start of the weekend. And you know, within a weekend, you re-sign a contract, you get Napa Auto Parts, you know, for an extended which, which deal, which is a no-brainer. Which for is them, a no-brainer for yeah. them. They, you know, I talked to some of the the Andretti people during the weekend, and they and Napa now has a three-tier plan where they've got Rossi and IndyCar, they've got Ron Caps and NHRA Funny Car, and they've got Chase Elliott NASCAR. They have this this brand now that they haven't had and you know they've really rebuilt their motorsports program after the richmond fiasco four years ago this weekend with truex and clint boyer um to, to put a bow on rossi he beat dixon in a straight fight at Watkins clint that just doesn't happen so it it was awesome to see and uh you know while one american rose another one bit the wall it uh pit out and, and that changed the ball game in the championship by leaps and bounds it certainly did joseph newgarden Boy, I I didn't know if the big mistake was going to happen. It did. Is it going to be the, you know, unfortunate mistake that kills this championship? That will be seen next week. But that didn't that didn't help anything. No, it didn't. And it, it just I mean, he is a young driver, but I I'm I'm happy because it kind of makes it more exciting, you know. Makes it a lot more exciting and uh He's got Dixon breathing down his neck, three points back. And then Elio Castroneves is 22 back in what could be the final race of his full-time career. We kind of think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Simon Paginot, who you know, told me at a, at a lunch in, in Watkins this past week, one of the big challenges for us is we won so many places last year that by trying to improve our setup, we've actually gone in the wrong direction. You had a car that was was good, but by trying to make it even better, you go the wrong way, and that's that's been the problem. That's an interesting point. That's been the problem with this Aero Kit is that there's such a finite window that once you lose that optimal setup, you are out to lunch, and and it's shown that way this year. Where Pagano, he's not bad by any stretch. I mean, he's got 12 top fives. He's you know still qualifying, you know fifth or sixth. The problem is he's qualifying behind two or three of his teammates. So it's been a really weird year for him in his title defense because it. It's, he's never felt like he's been in the spotlight, and yet he steals it into you know next week. You wouldn't be shocked. And then you know, of course, the the Sato going over the Ray Hall I think is interesting because on on a couple of levels because you look at Ray Hall fifth place again. Mm-hmm. He's, he's right there now. Rossi had passed him up into points, but he had been that next guy behind the 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 Red Swarm as what they we used to call it, or you know the Penske uh, Ganassi. A Death Star, um, but you know he's been he's right there, and I I'm kind of excited for that team next year because it seems like they're saying hey we're, we're doubling down. They've they? they've needed a second car for a couple of years. They really ran Graham solo for now three years. I think mm-hmm. the last time he had a teammate full season was James Jakes, and 
No that was to, a money no, deal. No offense to James Jakes, right. but that's a that's a money deal. This is a money deal, but this is also the Indy 500 champion in the best form of his career, you know, following a late season renaissance. I mean, Sato has been revitalized this year. I, I think I think he'll help. Um, it'll be interesting because I, I don't I don't see Graham or Takuma as being the the top of the series, but Graham's been been close. He's been consistently there now for a three year period where you you can't say that year he had two years ago was a fluke because now he's running more competitive more often. So I think that that should be a rising tide lifts all boats deal when when that comes to fruition next year. And then another driver who who ran pretty well, who ran better than he has been for the year is Charlie Kimball. Mm-hmm. And do we know where he's going to be? He's got money, he a but mystery. he doesn't have he's, a lot of money. Yeah, he's a mystery. His sponsor has been a, a question mark all year in terms of how much they'll re-up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard his name linked to three different teams at least. Um, I think there's a good – I mean, I'd say there's a better than 60%, 75% chance he'll be on the grid next year. It's just a question of where. Mm-hmm. The, the, the big rumor has been him and Max Chilton doing Carlin. I can pretty much say the Carlin Chilton thing's happening. Whether Charlie's the second driver there, we don't know because there's a lot of different potential options that they could they could go that route. How how ugly is it? <laughs> I mean, have we seen a relationship? Uh, not since the Sebastian Saavedra uh, uh, Schmidt breakup a couple years ago. Has there been an uglier kind of situation right now? Uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's ugly though. Isn't it's it? not fun. No. It's not a good situation right there. Um, and for those, well, they, let's give a quick uh, background. Long story short, Tony Cunon, Max Chilton, Charlie Kimball are pretty much playing out the string for the last month or so. There's been a lot of animosity where Chip parked a couple cars because they were too far back right. in the race to make up for the positions. Chilton argued that they shouldn't have done that because, number one, he's the paying customer. So mm-hmm. if your boss is saying the guy that is paying you to be on the track, hey, you can't do that, well, why are you going to be happy with that? Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this 17th place and DNF and be happy. But no, you're not. I mean, right. no one is. So Canon's kind of ran his course. It's been a disappointing year. I don't think he's gotten on top of the – the Honda Switch, like the other guys have. It seems like he's been pressing too much. Hasn't yeah, it? he's ma- he made too many mistakes, and it's like a guy of his caliber is, mm-hmm. you know, last year he was ahead of Dixon most of the year in points, and you know he probably should have won Road America last year. So he's he can still do it, but this year he's just not. He's regressed. Kimball's regressed, although he's had a lot of bad luck, a lot of mechanical issues. You know, he was he was leading an Indy 500, and you know it blew up there. So. Um, it's been an unfortunate dysfunction junction, and you know, despite you know a couple of names you hear alongside Dixon for next year, there's not really a clear number two um, there. So it's it's kind of weird. Speaking with Tony Dezino from NBCSports.com, make sure to check out his stuff at that website. And uh, last one here, AJ Foyt Racing. Are we going to have two new drivers again? I would say at least one. But I think there's a very good chance one of the two will be currently retained. Which one I've heard mixed on both. I saw have I. And uh, you wonder, has Daly done enough to save his <sighs> this is a ride? This is a really weird one between the two of them. We've talked about this all year. Neither mm-hmm. one of them is regarded as the best setup-wise, but Connor's really good with the sponsor, ABC Supply. They like him a lot. Carlos has come on a lot better of late. He's got three top ten finishes, but... It's just not that. Well, here, here's here's something. Okay, I'm, it's a, I'm, it's a I'm, heavy sigh. 
you know, and we've both been around the ABC people on that. But here, here's something, and, and see if you've noted. Now, you've been around more paddocks this year than I have. But when I was around the paddock and pit areas and whatnot, and all the drivers are out and what about, and you see Munoz and Daly, most of the people go to Daly. Yes. And he's the number two driver. Yep. And if if I'm ABC spot, I'm like, hmm. If from a longer term. Nothing against Carlos Munoz, too, because I've done it, too. I had a choice uh, at that test, Indy test. The interview, I, I had I had a choice of either or, and I, I picked Connor because, well, I, I know I'm going to get a better interview out of him. So funny story, right? So at the Gateway Media lunch a couple of weeks ago, it was actually meant to be Connor alongside Graham Rayall, and Connor had a last-minute commitment, couldn't do it, so Carlos gets drafted in for it. So instead of it being split pretty evenly between people going to Graham and people going to Connor, it was like 99% dissension on Graham, and poor Carlos is just sitting over there like, I'm here too. Just mm-hmm. like, like you know, he he wants to smile. He's a really nice kid, but he he's is. just yeah, yeah. He, he, he's right. damn good at Indy as well. I mean, he's spectacular. I mean, he dragged a car that had no business being tenth this year, and you know that was almost as good a result of his runner-up finishes. But um, yeah, it's just he's weird. He's in a weird spot in his career because he's not really shown that team leadership dynamic that he kind of mm-hmm. needed to. And even though he's been better maybe than what the expectations are, I don't think there's as much. Uh, we'll say paddock potential around him that there is around Connor because Connor, right. I think okay. is, I think Connor has, in the last two months, really kind of understood. Here's where I need to go. Here's where I need to be at into developing. And I think Connor actually made a good point when he and I had a long term uh, chat earlier this year. It takes guys two, three years to develop. And if you look at his results as a rookie versus New Gardens as a rookie, he was actually better than Joseph as a rookie considerably. Like he was six spots higher in the points. Had a podium, had a few top fives. Joseph didn't even have a top ten as a rookie. So that's interesting. I did um, not know that. So when you you look at those things, Connor suddenly you know has some validity to that, and he adds a you know he adds a, for, for better or worse he adds a comedic gesture to the to the series oh, too. Certainly, and, and I think that's I think that's a benefit. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. And and there's a lot of things going on with Foyt racing. If, if you're not aware of, with uh you know Houston, AJ, yeah, part of the team is based in Houston. They they bought uh uh. Uh, some property on Main Street and Speedway, in which one side is the winery, which uh, I'm a pain <clears throat> club member of. Just got me two wine, two bottles of wine this month, this last week. And but the other side is the race shop, and that's part of the deal. Part of the deal was Speedway opened that area for race teams, and they get a break because of it. And the 41 team is there because, well, they need to be there because that's the commitment Foyt Racing made. But also, and talking to Larry Foyt last year in that, uh, you know, the 41 car, any driver who's been in it, he's kind of felt that they haven't given him a real good shake at it because of the, the trying to get personnel for a second car in Houston was really bad last year. So right. it makes sense for them to try and get guys in Indy. But they're still... It's it's not easy to make a big turnaround unless you're going to throw a lot of money on it. And Foyt, Foyt has you know some money, but they're not Penske. They were not as exposed within the greater sphere of the paddock as they have been this year by Dale Coyne as they mm-hmm. have been. I think Coyne showed what a team with smaller resources can do, and mm-hmm. I don't think Foyt has quite measured up to them in no, that not same, at all. same regard. Not at all. I think the drivers have overachieved, but 
I also don't think that either one of them really re- reached their full potential because they don't have a veteran teammate that they can really build off of. An Oriole Servia, for it'll instance, be would be perfect. Be, and next year will be really interesting to see with the new the, the new Arrow kits and that that are coming in and that and everybody's kind of starting with a with a blank sheet of paper. How I I, I think you're gonna be there. There's gonna be a, another engineer shuffle and the young kids that'd that be fair to say there's definitely going to be as much engineer movement as there is driver yeah, there's going to be a lot so. of grabbing like okay we need to who get, can we get who can and and if if i'm a team owner my my motor's up right next year is who can hit the ground the quickest and, and show speed initially who, yeah that's a good point you know so it'll be interesting to see how that happens tony Always a blast. Uh, appreciate you coming in, and uh, always looking forward to. And then we have the six month off season. Yeah. Um. Now, now you say that, but there's really not. <laughs> there may not be on track action, but between driver reviews, oh, other sure. all the other postseason features, all the eventual movements, and you know, prognosticating once guys do fit in their new spots, there's still plenty. There's always plenty to do. Plus, um, there's Formula One. There's IMSA. Right. We there's have Petit Le Mans. There's yeah, all sorts of stuff. Plenty coming of up. stuff. I mean, this is the last. This is the last double barrel open wheel weekend. And one note I should make. Um. Both races, F1, Singapore, and IndyCar, Sonoma being on NBCSN. We have a special guest coming back into the booth um, next week. Um, David Hobbs will be back with Steve Matchett, and one Bob Varsha will be in the booth for the Singapore Excellent. races. Uh, Lee Diffie will be at Sonoma for the full weekend. So um, when you go to the bench and call in the guy that was on the horn for you know 20 years, that's not a bad backup. So uh, stay tuned for that. Varsha, always, I, I remember those days very well. It's dating all the way back to ESPN back in the 80s when uh, it was just Hobbs and Varsha back in the so, day. So. Attempts to clone Diffie have failed, but uh, <laughs> um, he's he's so damn good that he can be at multiple places at once. He literally was last week where he was in Stanford I for the, that, the Italian yeah. Grand Prix and then made it into Watkins. But uh, this week they figure with the championship being on the line for IndyCar, have him at that race right. and then, you know have someone else for Singapore. And I tell you what, uh, there won't be too many complaints on the F1 side on that no although that means we will get our twitter feed saying bring back bob and i'm like eh, yeah I know. it's above my pay grade i, I, I just, feel bad for lee because <laughs> I do you, too, know, so. you know he gets a lot of uh, undue criticism in that but you know it, it's I, I i don't think i here's the thing i don't think people appreciate lee's versatility the guy's right. called cup races f1 races indycar races this year he's call, calling grc this weekend in seattle he's called like three or four of those he can call olympics he's called rugby i mean mm-hmm. you know the dude is like and his preparation's top notch so it's just one of those I, I think fans that were in a certain camp will always kind of stay in their camp, and you know if they don't appreciate what they have, then you know it's a tough, you tough know, situation. And they did one, uh, they did one in Miami, and I think they did one in, uh, but they in the off season the the boys do the the little roundtables kind of thing on stage and that. Yep. And I was able to be a part of one in Chicago uh, last year, and I think if the fans went and saw. That the the other side of Lee Diffie, the the Lee Diffie with a uh, an adult beverage in hand with with just hanging out with Matchett and Hobbs, I think they might have greater appreciation for him. I've not been to those, but I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. And I think part of the allure of those events is the intimate nature of the uh, theater presentation. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, we we like kid about having you know NASCAR unfiltered here. That is truly Formula One unfiltered if you go to one of those events. So. Uh, We'll, we'll definitely keep you posted if uh, one is up on the horizon, especially in our neck of the woods. Tony, thank you so much. Thanks, Z-Man. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show. 
brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and broadcasting from the David Hobbs Honda Studios in Hills Corners. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.